So let's say you're a web designer and you type in web design services into Google. You scroll down probably about four or five results. You'll get to the section that says people also ask. And in that section will be questions that have been searched on Google. Now, they can be your keywords. Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwintheday.com, where we help entrepreneurs stop working so hard. Check us out, winthehourwintheday.com. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Have we got something super special for you? Take our win back time quiz. It's designed to show entrepreneurs just like you and small business owners your blind spots and provide instant actionable steps on how to improve. It takes like less than two minutes to fill out, completely free, and you are going to instantaneously get customized results. Check it out. The link is in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. I am your lucky host, Chris Ward. And today in the house, we have Kate Smoothie. And she is a web designer and SEO specialist. And we are going to talk to her about some super important things. And I'm telling you, in case you think this is a dry subject, she will keep you interested. She stops the scroll. She makes you really want to care about this stuff. And there is a good reason why, because it is super important. Welcome to the show, Kate. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're excited. So let's talk about SEO. I know it doesn't sound very sexy. And listen, I didn't get it for a long time. It just seemed like trying to get your, I don't know, your dental, how to become a dentist and an accountant at the same time. It was just like, I tried to learn about it. It just got so intense. And the more and more I had to learn. And I just abandoned it for a really long time. I'm ashamed to say. But I read this book, They Ask and You Answer, and it really did change the game on what I understood SEO to be and how important it was and how important blogs were. And I'm telling you, I think it's like a joke. Like I was in business at least 10 years before I understood the seriousness of this. And what a shame, what a missed opportunity. And I think so many people out there make SEO so complicated and you don't, and that's why you're here. And I think we really have to let people know what it can offer their business. So where do you want to start with SEO? Well, first of all, I completely agree with you. It is the unsexiest thing ever. And actually from someone who, so this is obviously as my bread and butter. This is what I do for people all day. Marketing that is not easy. <laughs> you know how like with Instagram or whatever, you can be like, yeah. oh my gosh, he's how to get loads of followers. SEO is like the opposite of that. It's very hard to market. So that is what I try to get over with my content as well, is that it, yeah, it is unsexy. It's not like getting loads of followers on Instagram or whatever, but it really matters. And it actually will probably have the biggest difference on your business. If you put the time into it now, like in a couple of years time, that's going to matter way more than how many Instagram followers you have. Or I don't know why I'm only focusing on Instagram, like whatever the platform of the moment yeah. is. 
A hundred percent. What I learned from it, and first of all, let me tell you, you do stop the scroll. You do a fantastic <laughs> job of making a boring topic very interesting. And what I understood, and I'm all, we're all about building a team here and stuff. And so when I talk about a team, I'm talking about really lean team. I'm not talking about spending a lot of money, but a number of years ago, I had tried SEO and I was just like, oh boy, it was just painful to me. And so more on my team, she was much better at doing the research and going in and we even use SEMrush now and all this stuff. And I still couldn't do it without her. Like she treats me like a toddler and says, here are the keywords. Here's a blog you have to write. You need to have it done by Thursday. Thank you very much. What I learned from her was I still didn't get, and we had all, we were in this six months. I didn't fully understand. Like I'd write a blog and think it's done, it's out there, get off my back. But what I didn't understand was the power. It's like planting a seed in the backyard. It's not exciting the day you plant it, but come back later when you start seeing the sprouts come through. So I'd be, we wrote this blog. No one's friggin' looking at it. Who the hell cares? And she, why am I doing this? I have so many other things to do. When you're right, pick on poor Instagram. I could put a video out and see if I'm liked or disliked the same day. But what Shimura was saying to me, no, Chris, look. And then eight weeks later, three months later, she's showing me this blog is now being shared by 32 people. And we got seven backlinks and we have this. And I'm like, huh, okay. So I think the problem for is, A, I don't think anybody explained, nobody explained to me to the point that I could hear it, that it was the long game. It's the long game. And yeah. also, but the power of that is unbelievable. So it, it was just really a game changer for me. And I'm ashamed to say it took me so long to get here. So yes, it's the long game. Where do we start? Where do you recommend that we start when you go, okay, because blogging right now is not the favorite child. Podcast is all this other yeah. stuff, right? But podcast to me is really just about social proof. Anyways, I'm so excited about this topic. Let me talk. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I do definitely think that a blog is the best place to start in terms of if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking, okay, I need to prioritize SEO, just actually getting this written content down on your website makes a huge difference. Now, obviously, E-commerce businesses are really fortunate in that they probably have 50, 60 plus product pages that can possibly show up on Google. But if you're a service-based business, like my website, I think has off the top of my head, like five main pages. So I need a blog yeah. to have more opportunities yeah. to show up on Google. So yeah. number one thing for anybody is just to get a blog on your website, even if you don't plan on. And when I'm saying a blog, I mean like the hub for blog posts, because I think this is a really common misconception that I find is people are like, oh, I've written a blog. It's like, yeah, you need to write more than one blog. Like yes. the, blog the blog is the hub. The blog post is what you're actually, you're writing many blog posts. And um, but that can sound really Let me jump in for one second. I do promise to let you talk because I've yeah. never talked so much with a guest. I also didn't understand for years people who were bloggers. So I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not a blogger because people were getting paid to be a blogger. They're making movies about bloggers. So I thought, oh no, I'm not a blogger. So it doesn't matter. I could do a blog per year or something. So I didn't understand that either. Yeah. And actually, so funnily enough, I got into SEO through being a travel blogger. So that is how I first ever learned about SEO. It was a total accident. One day I was looking through the stats on my website and I was like, where's all this traffic from Google coming from? Like, how are people finding me on Google? I just have no idea. Like I was promoting the blog on social media and this was like back in the day, like we're talking 2012, 2013. So it wasn't what it is now with socials. In a way, actually, I reverse engineered my keyword research because I was able to see what people were already finding me for and then thinking, right. oh, okay, like people want a budget guide to Copenhagen. Cool. I've written about that. I'll optimize it now that I understand SEO. So there are lots of different ways that you can 
approach it. If the idea of going into keyword research sounds really overwhelming for you, don't do it. Just start out writing the blog. See in six months time where it's showing up on Google, see what you're ranking for. Then you can go in and figure out, okay, how do I take what people are finding me for on search and make that page show up higher? So you might find that people are finding you for all kinds of random but related things just because you're writing about it. That was how I got into it initially. There was no, no strategy at all behind that. <laughs> yeah, we always love that fall forward. The other yeah. thing too is I didn't understand the SEO again. You're right. It's not a sexy name. So I didn't yeah. understand the power of like, we talk about we team building and whatever. And all that time is talking about build your win team, your what is next team. So you can get to what is next quicker. I should have been using the word outsourcer instead of yeah. team. But am I understanding correctly? If I wrote that blog and I didn't know any better and I'm using Chris words and words my clients use, but not the most searchable word, I can go back then after I've written that blog and can I change those keywords in the blog? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So one thing, one thing you do need to be really careful of with that is if you do accidentally find yourself showing up on Google searches like pretty high, for something that you've written without that intention. If you go in and change it, there is the possibility that you could oh, affect. Yeah. But my main advice, because I do this with clients all the time, my clients come to me that generally they're not people that get absolutely nothing from Google, but they're just not where they should be. So okay. I will go in and I'm like, okay, cool. I can see that they're showing up for this keyword and this and what have you. I will go into that and re-optimize it, but really trying to preserve everything they already did. So I will aim to add content rather than change content. But you can change stuff that isn't having an effect. So for example, with what you're saying, mm. I would hazard a guess that the words that you were using rather than outsourcing probably weren't helping you yeah, show yeah. up on Google. Engineering, so you could change that. Yeah. But that is a good point. I would have never thought of that. I would have thought, oh, I wouldn't have looked at it from that angle. Oh, let's be silly and say this blog is whatever in the top 10, I would have thought I could preserve that and enhance it. It's kind of like having dinner add dessert, but no, we're changing the dinner, not adding dessert. So I wouldn't have thought about the, I didn't, I wouldn't have thought about a backlash. So that's a good Yeah, point. you do. And often it will happen and people are like, why has this happened? I was doing really well. And it is something that you need to be mm. mindful of. But I think for a lot of people, the main thing is just to start. And it's really frustrating because people put so much energy into their social media content. And I actually, I can't remember if I posted a video about this, but I definitely wrote about this on LinkedIn recently. And I was like, I am, I don't know if I can swear on this podcast or not. I didn't we'll just, ask you. Just use general swearing. Friggin. <laughs> okay. So I was like, I am so peed off. I'll use peed off. Oh, we could have said pissed. Post yeah, yeah, these like that. absolute essays on LinkedIn, but their blog yeah. hasn't been touched for a year. Like how, yeah. why are you not just taking this and I did that. I did that. I did it all. If there's any way to screw it up, I did it. And do you know what else I didn't understand? Get this. You would know this. Then you keyed into SEMrush. And I look, we finally got gave in and we invested in SEMrush, but nobody else has to do this. There's other avenues. But then I would put, I'd say, okay, we wrote this blog, blog. We wrote this article on LinkedIn a year ago. So we'll just repurpose it. And then you hit this button and it says it's not original because it wasn't on my website. I put it on LinkedIn. So now they're saying that's for, no, you didn't post this first. So it's plagiarized. So worse than that is you don't own it. It has to come through your stuff first and then you can repurpose it. Am I correct on that? Yeah. So this is yeah. the method that I follow, not with every piece of content I create because 
And actually what often ends up happening is I'll write like a big blog post and then from that can come five videos and 10 LinkedIn posts and two or three emails to my email list. So this is a really good place to get to, but I appreciate that it is, it probably sounds really overwhelming initially if you're someone that's creating content on the fly or if you've maybe got a team that are helping you put some stuff out and blogging isn't on that list yet. But the best way to do this is to start with the blog post because it's probably the longest form of that content you're ever going to write. For example, I could write a ha- like a a beginner's guide to TikTok and it would be everything. But then I could turn that into six instructional videos, five LinkedIn posts. So you can, and yeah, then yeah. that way your content generation actually is smoother. Yeah. And by the way, when you say that, it sounds heavy, but really it's copy and paste. So if you said, here's the top five tips to start out on TikTok, whatever, right? Then you just copy and paste each one. Tip number one is a post. Tip number two, we are talking copy and paste people. That's Oh, 100%. It's so much quicker than me sitting there. Oh my God, what video am I going to create like next week or what? It has sped up my process so much doing it this way. And it's not the way I've always done it. It's it's evolved over time. But the main thing is to get blogging into your strategy and then you will find this ends up being the quickest way for you to do it as well. Yeah. And you know what? I know that and we're all about efficiency and repurposing, but it's still very super easy to forget. Like we do yeah. that with the post, but I think I'm not hundred percent sure we do that with the videos and I wrote it out. It's all there. There's yeah. facts. So you just get lost in it. Okay. So SEO sounds very mechanical. And what I always felt like, honestly, it was the example I always used where I complain, I get so upset when you need to learn something and then you think, oh, so like you're trying to get from, I don't, whatever. You're like, okay, let's use SEO. So oh, I should learn, I should get do better on SEO on my website. But then you find out, oh, I have to learn more about keyword research. And I have to learn more about this and I have to learn more about, and all of a sudden you're 10 paces back. <laughs> you're trying to get one pace forward. Like, so now you're like, I need three years to become an SEO expert. And all I wanted to do was fix up my website. Yeah. So I think you do have to be careful. This happened to me and I abandoned ship many times over the years. So I think you have to be careful that it's not about getting it all right. It's about doing something. Yeah. And so where could we search and get some ideas for some language? Because I know for me, I use the word team in many articles that I should have been using the word outsourcing instead. Yeah. So where could we learn more about that? So this is a fairly new technique that I've been doing. So this is even me with all my keyword research tools, with this being my bread and butter, this is something that I do. So we'll take an example of, I don't know, web design. So let's say you're a web designer, you type in web design services into Google. You scroll down probably about four or five results, you'll get to the section that says people also ask. And in that section will be questions that have been searched on Google. Now, they can be your keywords. So there's several different ways that you can use them. Let's say, for example, the question is, what's the best website platform for web designers? That's not a great one. I could have thought of a better one off the top of my head, but you get the idea, right? So from there, you're getting the idea that the language being used is website platform and, or it might be like, what's the best website platform for website designers? So you're like, okay, people are actually using more website designers than web designers. And they're saying website platform, not website host or any of these other things. The first thing you're going to get is that. The next thing you're going to get 
is a question that's being searched regularly on Google, which makes great content. So you could say, I'm going to write a blog post on that because I know people are searching it on Google. So I know it's a sought after topic. Let's unpack that for a sec, because yeah. I think that is so important because we I that's one of these things that I knew and then I forgot I knew and I forgot I knew again because we have the curse of knowledge. And so we're always five, six layers above where somebody's actually asking the question. You know yeah. what I mean? So you, for me, it might be like, whatever, when's a good time to start outsourcing? It's, oh, I'm over here talking about how to build your team and what you should be doing in meetings and how, what all these leadership things. And they just want to know when, right? Yeah. But I'm so far down the road because I assume that that's the assumption. And, oh, I'm so excited about getting them 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us that I've skipped the most obvious question. So I also think what you're pointing out to is, it's great SEO terms, but it also just really makes you available to the masses for the basic starting questions. Absolutely. And yeah. this is, it, you have to consider as well, like, where are you probably going to meet someone in their journey? Because I think by the time someone's yeah. like digging deep into your content and they're really learning strategy, they've probably already come across you. But one of the main ways they can have come across you is if you're showing up for these really basic terms at the start of their journey into looking into this. Yeah. How do I get more time back? Why am I spending so much money? Like, why is it so hard to have a business? Things like that that you want to catch them there and bring them in so again and people also ask is great for this when you click the questions more will appear below that are relevant to the one you clicked so you might get four or five questions show up and you're like oh a couple of those are relevant to what i've what i'm my business is some of them aren't but then as you click it filters down and gets more specific so then you get you can get a really nice list of questions that you can put on your service pages as faqs or you can create a blog post with or there's loads of different things you don't to be fair you could use it for content ideas in general but it is perfect for your website i think too you bring up a really good point that we all are like it reminds me like a dog in a park all of a sudden it's squirrel go left right it's squirrel, <laughs> right and so we're so choking on social media it's so incredibly important but we do know social media the whole idea of that is to get people off of it and to get to our website and all that other stuff but that it's a fleeting and chasing thing. It's never going to stop now. And there's always going to be new platforms. And there we go, squirrel. But what happens is this then is, again, we're back to the long game, is we should, this is our storefront. We should be nurturing yeah. it. And so when you add things to this blog, I think, too, the name of the game is just consistency. If you need to write one blog per month, that's fine. But I think for many years, you got your website up and you thought, great, it's done. And then you didn't go back and look at it. It was like, I'm done. And then you went off and chased all these different things until the website had a problem or you think, oh, I should refresh it four or five years later, whatever. But a breathing storefront. And I think we all neglect that. I know I. Yeah, 100%. And the thing is, we so we're not going to get into Google's algorithm in general because I think it's massively overwhelming. But one thing I will say is that they love fresh content. In the yeah. same way they love original content, they love fresh content. So if you can regularly put a blog post out once a month, equally if you're just keeping your website service pages up to date, so one thing that I saw today, actually, I was working on a site, <clears throat> sorry, and they had PDFs from 2020. Now, that might seem like you're just like, oh, whatever, it's not a problem, but it, it specifically had 2020 on it. Now, I know that page ranking would improve if it had, well, soon to be 2023 on it. Yeah. 
because of the nature of time. And it's the same as if you ever look at anything really popular on Google, like we'll take the beginner's guide to TikTok. I can guarantee you that the top result will say for 2020 because that's what they want. That's a way of communicating fresh content. So keeping your content pages up to date updating them regularly if you have dates on them make sure they're or at least years on them make sure they're the same year that we're currently in and then updating your blog you're doing a lot to let google know i put out fresh relevant content which is what they want to serve to their users so this is like the end game right i think this is what a lot of people kind of forget is google's goal is to serve the best search results at the top to answer the question because that gets the user to come back to google and use google again so they need your website to be super helpful super relevant super fresh but equally you have to give them that like they've got lots they can work with so you have to be the one you have to show you're the one that's going to answer the query and you know what kate it's so funny because I'll key something into Google and it is my expectation if I spell two of the words out of four completely wrong that you're supposed to find it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like you, we have, when you're the consumer, you have no patience for Google. What are you doing? I asked, and it could be something insanely random, right? Or how much does a cup of flour weigh? I'm baking. And if it takes, if I have to hit the button twice as a like technology, yeah. <laughs> so yet we know as consumers that we're looking for relevant. And if that came up and I'm looking for something about websites or whatever your client was serving and it said 2020, I think, oh my gosh, that's outdated. Like whatever. So so I know as a consumer, but yet I also know as a business, you just think, oh, that somehow doesn't apply to me as a business, but it applies to me as a consumer. Like yeah. we forget we're on the other end of somebody else's search. We just, have I done enough? Have I done enough, Kate, to keep me out of, just to keep me in the game and Google? But we forget what the mechanics are really there to serve for. Absolutely. And yeah. it's the biggest thing like this as well. I think you can do lots of different tactics and lots of different ways. And there are many different ways that people like to consume social media. But the way we all use Google is pretty much the same. We're expecting it fresh, super relevant, going to answer our query as quickly as possible. So that's what they're looking for. Yeah. It's crazy. Sometimes I'll be watching a show and I'll be like, that guy looks familiar. Who played the doctor in? <laughs> and he was there for one episode of, I don't know, Friends or something. And you're like, yeah. Look, I had to scroll down and click two buttons to find out who made a guest appearance 20 years ago for 10 minutes. Yeah. And so clearly we expect a lot of it. Okay. So what are some of the biggest missteps that you see as far as overlooking, like we're missing an opportunity? One of the things that I find actually is that sometimes people really overthink keywords. So you'll yeah. be like, oh, I don't know what my keywords are. So I just won't do it at all. Rather than just having a little brainstorm about all the different ways, for example, that people might talk about your services. So for example, if we take what I do, SEO. So I know that people are either going to type in SEO or they're going to type in search engine optimization. So what I like to do on my site is try to optimize for both. So on the page, I will use both terms. One of the really common things that I see people do is that they'll just use a term that is only relevant to them. Or well, I'm trying to think of a really good example, like let's say it's a counselor and they counsel adults with ADHD. So it might be like, counseling services for adults with ADHD is the page, right? The logical thing that people are probably going to search is ADHD counseling. That's what I think I would search anyway, yeah. or adult ADHD counseling. And it's about thinking a little bit outside the box of, okay, how are different people going to search for these things? And then how basically making sure that you include both in your page. I think too, we have been, what's the word? I don't seduced 
by thinking about our brand and no, yeah. I know for me, I talked about a lot about your win team, your what is next team. So you can get to what is next. And yeah. that's great once you get to know me. But when I was putting win team in my blogs and all the other things, that's not, somebody's not going to key that in to find me. But I thought I was, I don't know, perfecting my message, perfecting my brand by putting it out there. There is a place for that, but that's once we have the conversation. So I think a lot of us have been misguided or misunderstood the purpose of branding that way and forgot that's one thing that's not, you know, what, how Google finds you. Yeah. So a great example of this is that you might have a really creative brand name where you've got then some packages. So for example, WebHive Digital, you can get pretty creative with that. I have monthly SEO packages. They are called starter SEO package, premium SEO package. They are not called like the beehive SEO package or whatever you might want to call right. it to be fun because right. I know people aren't going to be searching for that. Right. So you have to think strategically. And this is what I mean in the way you name things and it's just constantly thinking about the end user and how they're going to search for these things. And then making sure that you have those terms on the page, because if you don't, how's Google going to find you? How are they going to know what your page is about if those terms aren't on there? That is the, in a nutshell, there is more to it than that with on-page SEO. But if the terms aren't on the page, you're probably not going to show up for the search. Yeah, it makes sense. And then you're right. We all do go like, I would be thinking outsourcing is part of it, but we do a lot with systems and processes and our super toolkit. So I wouldn't want to just put outsourcing because to me, it's very raw and unrefined and it's only one yeah. element of it, but I can't be talking about your win team and our super toolkits. Who the hell knows what that is? So it's, I think it's incredibly easy to do this wrong and neglected. That's my, it that's 100% my defense. Is. And actually I think, because I'm aware that someone listening to this is probably, oh my God, like I have a page on my site and it covers all these different things. One thing that can super simplify this mm. is have a main page for your service on your site and then have other pages that link off like to the different parts. That's yeah. great for SEO too, because you can target different searches with each page, but also it allows you to really dig deep into that specific thing like for example if someone's looking up outsourcing and they find your site ideally you want them to land on i guess like a page that's a bit of a hub of ways you can outsource and the right. different ways you could support with that for example rather than one page that covers everything and it's super it's overwhelming and it's all competing. Okay. So I think what you're saying is one of the things we really talk about is leveraging your time, scaling your business. Again, winner circle, you get 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. That could be on the main page. Yeah. Three elements to that could be your team. I call it your team, your time, and your toolkits. But yeah. we would, those are my branding words. So with the team, that could be a whole hub on outsourcing or page on that. Yeah. Then the super toolkits, which is systems and process could be a whole focus on why that matters. So yeah. we do have them on the main page and we would split them off so that they are specific and then they would come up in a search that way. Absolutely. That is okay. what I would do because for me, that would be a strategy that would best target lots of different keywords for the site that are all super relevant to. Okay. Gotcha. Target audience. Yeah. All right. See, you are making it more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what? I find it so hard because I do really geek out over it. And so sometimes I have to really rein myself in and be like, I need to just rein in the geek out a little bit because I love it. But I appreciate for a lot of people, it's a lot. And it can sit, but it actually isn't. If you actually really think about it and you take what I said earlier about the fact that Google just wants to serve the correct results to meet the search requirement, it really is that simple. The rest of it is 
And there's people that are showing up on Google that haven't done all this technical SEO and all this stuff that I do educate about because sometimes it really matters. But there are people showing up on Google that haven't thrown themselves in that much. They have just been like, what are people going to search for me for and make sure I include that on the page? And they're showing up. But it's just about actually prioritizing it and thinking about it. Yeah. And you know what? That That's the thing, like I said in the beginning of the hour, is it's really super important to understand now when more comes back to me and says, this one's doing really good. And we wrote it three. I didn't understand it was the momentum of it. I didn't understand it was the traction, the growth. I didn't get that. So it's yeah. three months ago is now we got 15 backlinks off that. And I'm like, that? Yeah, that, that, and that is exactly it. It's like a snowball effect. So I always yeah. say to everyone, when you start working on your SEO, you're not going to see results probably for the first six months. You're just mm -hmm. not. If you do, that's awesome. And 100% celebrate it because it's great. But it's a, it's a win. It's a bonus. Typically, once you get to six months and Google's knowing that you're posting that content regularly, they also get more of an idea of what you put out there. The more content you put out there, the more they understand the topic of your site. They know the types of searches to serve you in. So it's, it's like a whole anything. bigger picture thing. It's really like anything, Kate. It's like a show. If I was listening to a podcast or I'm watching a TV show, all of a sudden it's, oh, the first show I think, oh, maybe I like it's funny. But yeah. six months into that show, now I'm loyal. I was on Thursday nights at this time, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I sound like 95 years old because nobody's watching cable anymore. But anyhow, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know um, what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. We understand the concept of television. Okay. Yeah. Listen, if you struggle with this in any capacity, I do encourage you to check Kate out on TikTok. She really does stop the scroll and she makes it interesting. And if nothing else, even if I did know everything you're teaching, which is not the case, <laughs> it's what I find is it's like a great reminder. Oh, yes, I forgot I knew that. Or it's a great reminder. Or yes, this should be a priority because I wish somebody, I wish I had found you 10 years ago because it really... I didn't understand how much neglecting that was just, it's like sitting there hungry in January going, I should have planted this in June. Like it's just, yeah. so, right? So absolutely. Whatever. And in this yeah. whole thing of trying to get more time back, this is a great way to do that because the more yeah. time you invest in SEO, I'm not saying don't do other marketing strategies. You 100% do all of them, in my opinion. Yeah. But you don't, it's one that you don't have to rely on, or you can rely on it, sorry, but you don't have to post every day. And, yeah. It continues. You're right. The, it is yeah. exact opposite. We're in the feed. You put something in social media, wherever you are, it's only going to land so long in that feed. But the blog has the exact opposite. It will continue to grow like forever. Yeah. That's Excellent. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where can people find more of your brilliance, Kate? Oh, thank you very much. And thank you so much for complimenting my videos earlier, by the way. I was going to chime in, but you were on a roll. So I was like, just let her keep throwing the compliments. <laughs> yeah. In. Don't interrupt somebody when they're complimenting you. I've learned that. Yeah. And you can find me at webpipedigital.com or any social media platform. You can pretty much find me at webpipedigital. Um, yeah. And there's more tips than anything. And I'm more than happy to answer people's questions. I love answering people's questions when they're like, how do I find this? I'm like, don't worry, I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Kate. And everyone else will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Hey guys, hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S, dot com. We are constantly putting goodies in there so that you guys can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. <laughs>